I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. Let's keep doing radio. 151. It's a KSL News Time. A quick look at what is to come on the program today. We're going to, in just a moment, have a look and speculate as to Donald Trump's future. I'm going to walk through uh, some scenarios. There have been some uh, some folks speaking up about what they think might be his future. We'll get into that in just a moment. Then I'm going to ask for your calls. I want to. Uh, we're going to play a little uh, speculation game. I want to see what your predictions are for Donald Trump come January 21st. Uh, we'll open up the phone lines in a bit, and then... Then we're going to be looking at video games. Yeah, video games. We've talked about this in the past. Uh, you know that I wasn't raised in a video gaming home. Uh, and my attitude on that has been, well, first off, I took the stereotypical view of anyone uh, playing video games into adulthood. And even in their teenage years. Uh, you know, I have visions of, uh, of basements and, uh, and Cheetos and all that. Uh, but as more and more studies make their way into the public sphere, I am coming to the realization that maybe, maybe video games aren't the worst thing in the world. Maybe uh, the reason the Lonsbury household didn't have uh, a video gaming console when I was growing up is because, uh, I don't know, maybe it was too expensive or I had too many chores to do. Who knows? Uh, And maybe uh, the damaging effects aren't all that bad, in particular when it comes to these months of isolation that many have had to endure during the pandemic. Anyway, we'll get to that later. And then to wrap up the program, about an hour from now, we will be speaking with Congressman-elect Burgess Owens. Uh, He, come January, will be representing Utah's 4th Congressional District in the United States Congress House of Representatives. He's right now in the midst of freshman orientation. Uh, We'll touch base with him, see how he feels after uh, the concession from his opponent yesterday and what he is doing in Washington today. Who's he rubbing elbows with? What's he learned thus far? How are his plans going? Anyway, first, though, let's let's talk for a few minutes here about Donald Trump. You've heard that I I am now uh, one that refers to Joe Biden as president-elect. I uh, believe that the voters have spoken. I believe that a sufficient number of those voters spoke in a way that communicated uh, the the collective will of this country to uh, see, or at least the majority will in this country, to see Joe Biden in the White House. And we have a system and a process for that. And come January 20th, I believe it will be the hand of Joe Biden atop a Bible uh, swearing an oath to to, uh, protect and defend and the Constitution of the United States against all the enemies, foreign, domestic. It will be Joe Biden uh, who swears that oath and who will be the 46th president of the United States. Now, President Donald Trump uh, has not yet uh, accepted that uh, that reality. You have uh, yet to hear uh, from Donald Trump or anyone loyal to him a concession. I would point out one thing, and I'm sorry I don't have the audio here for you, but uh, you and I were listening the other day as uh, President Trump took to the stage. He spoke alongside some other uh, members of Operation Warp Speed. Uh, Mike Pence spoke as well. Uh, And and there was a a brief moment where he talked about lockdowns. He talked about, uh, you know, a nationwide lockdown. 
And the way he communicated that, uh, he he looked forward into the future uh, for a moment, and he, I swear he almost said, he got the sentence halfway out of his mouth uh, that in the next administration, in the Biden administration, there won't be. Now, he didn't get all those words out. He didn't really get any of them out. But I could see just the way the sentence was crafted, that that was the only way he could have summed it up. It was the only way he could have wrapped up that conversation was to have acknowledged that Joe Biden would be uh, the next president of the United States. Now, he caught himself early and he changed course and he you know, communicated Uh, what he was saying in a different way. But I viewed that moment as uh, not a simple, not a simple flub of the tongue, but rather a, uh, a window into what he actually believes. I believe that President Trump knows that he will not be the president come January 20th. I believe, I believe that. And so it leads me to the natural next question of what does he do next? He is not one that will quietly retire. He is one uh, from whom we will continue to hear. I am certain of it. Interestingly, uh, Jack Dorsey, you know, back to that topic of Twitter, uh, we we learned that, and I, and I wasn't aware of this, I, I knew that there was extra scrutiny placed on world leaders and that their accounts, their social media accounts were you know, kind of in a different category when it came to uh, the treatment. Trump's Trump's social media account has received special treatment. All right, for good or for ill, uh, it has received special treatment. And <clears throat> what exactly this means is uncertain. Uh, but uh, but Dorsey and Zuckerberg on Facebook ha- has made it known that those two uh, social media accounts by the president won't continue to enjoy the quote unquote special treatment. Not sure exactly what that means, uh, but we may find out January 21st. What does he do? The, there have been rumors. There have been rumors that he may be uh, looking to start his own television news network. All right. We know that he loves uh, he loves television. He loves that as a communication medium. He has, uh, in earlier life of his own, shown a great aptitude uh, to capture eyeballs and attention in The Apprentice and other uh, appearances. We know for a time, not so much recently, but for a time he was very much into Fox News. I watched Liz McDonald. She's fantastic. I watched uh, Fox Business. Uh, I watched uh, Lou Dobbs last night, Sean Hannity last night, Tucker last night. Laura, I watched uh, Fox and Friends in the morning. You watch these shows, uh, you don't have to go too far into the details. They cover things that are, it's really an amazing thing. He admires the medium. He admires the personalities and the characters that make up that medium and thrive in that medium. Some recent speculation uh, that he may look to purchase Newsmax. Newsmax. Not not as popular as some of the others, but it is out there and it has, uh, to a certain extent, demonstrated uh, uh, an affection or a bias towards the, the president. Uh, would he purchase Newsmax? Well, uh, the CEO of Newsmax uh, spoke up in an interview here recently and said, no, 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 that's not happening. Nope. President's not buying us. But then he said, we would, I would be interested in maybe exploring the possibility of a, a weekly a weekly news show with the president. Maybe, maybe we could arrange something like that. And then there's that other news network that you hear of from time to time, not Fox or CNN, uh, but OANN, 
uh, One America News Network, which uh, has an affection for the, the president, at least it would seem in the nature of some of their coverage. Could there be something of a buyout there? Could Trump uh, marshal the resources, bring them together and become the owner of that? Or uh, could he go and create his own new network? Who knows? Maybe it's something else altogether. But I like the speculation game, and I want to get you involved in it. So why don't you do me this favor? Pick up the phone. What do you see to be the post-presidential life to be of Donald J. Trump? 801-575-8255. 801-KSL-TALK is the number. Let's assume Trump will need a new job on on January 21st. What do you think he should do? Your call's next on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio. Welcome back to Live Mike. We are talking about the future of Donald Trump. All signs point to a president elect Biden assuming office on Inauguration Day, January 20th, 2021. And then the question is on January 21st, uh, what will be uh, the path of Donald Trump? I've opened up the phone lines, and uh, they're still wide open. I I invite you to pick up the phone and uh, make a call. Share what you think the president might do. I spent some time talking about the possibility, the speculation, that he may become the head of his own uh, news network, something to rival CNN and Fox News, MSNBC, and the others. Uh, Is that possible? Could he pull that off? Uh, Would he maybe create his own? Would he go after one of the smaller networks and try to purchase something like an OANN or a Newsmax? Who knows? Uh, I'd like to hear what you have to say. Or maybe it's something totally different. Maybe it has nothing to do with news at all. Who knows? Uh, But I I don't predict he to be someone who quietly retires and picks up like collecting stamps or model trains or restoring old cars or something like that. No, 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 no. No, no, no. He will retire uh, on the grandest of stages. We'll just have to see what that stage is. Uh, joining me on oh, did I give the number? It's 801-575-8255. 801-KSL-TALK. Pick up the phone. Give me a call. What do you think will be the future of Donald Trump? Just to kick the conversation off, we have Shane calling from Layton. Shane, how are you? What do you think? I'm really good. I, believe, I don't believe he'll leave power. Okay. I believe he'll use the 12th Amendment to stay in power. How so? How do you envision that working out? Well, they. Oh man. Uh, the the, the no shoot. I think we lost Shane, uh, and I think he was going to say something pretty interesting. He uh, his belief was at least according to the notes sent me by uh, producer Amy. Uh, he predicted Shane did that uh, Trump would win in the House. Uh, the, the the requirement for it to get to that point would be a tie in the Electoral College. I'd love to see uh, you know someone try to work through the electoral math uh, to bring it to that point. But uh, you, you and I have spent some time on what would happen should there be an electoral tie. We're well beyond that, so I won't bore you with uh, the, the statutorial procedure that could possibly bring that about. Uh, but it's fascinating. And if you have time, uh, go back, listen to the podcast. You can get that on the KSL News Radio app powered by any hour services, an older episode of this program, Live Mike, we spent some time talking about uh, the, the unlikely and wild scenario in which there is an electoral college tie and how then the House would be tasked with picking the president. It hasn't happened in, I don't know, since the early days of the country. Anyway, uh, Gallo joins us now from Spanish Fort. Gallo, uh, welcome to the program. Did I, did I pronounce your name right? You did. That is correct. Outstanding. T- tell me what you think. Yeah. Okay, I think he's gonna. Well, first of all, he's he's gonna leave. I don't think he's gonna find a, find a way to stay in. Uh, so once he leaves, though, 
I think he's going to start immediately. I think he's going back to the Trump organization. I'm not sure he'll buy a network real soon. That may be something in a year or two that he looks at doing. But at first, I think he's just going to start lobbying Bob's bombs against every decision that Biden makes. Mm. He's going to try and say, this is how I would have done it had, had, were I there. And uh, just really try and create a, you know, a imaginary shadow government, as it were, okay. to try and say, this is how much better it would have been had I been there. And look how wrong everyone was to vote me out. And I think he's going to do it in preparation to run again in 2024. Fascinating. Uh, I, which, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I, I myself am more of a never Trumper, but so I'm not impressed by that. But I think that's what he's going to do. I don't think his ego will let him do anything otherwise. Do you think that, that does he retain support during that? So let's say he takes this year. Uh, do, do, are there are there people in power currently, and then uh, you know would be constituents who uh, you know who would be you know cheerleaders there with him in that I, in that year? Oh, I think there will be. There will be some drop off, but he's going to do some. And keep them engaged to try and keep his base yeah. and then uh, and, and try and convince everyone that it would have been better with him. And, and I mean, there will inevitably be mistakes. And he's going to jump all over those and say, see, told you so. Fascinating. Uh, Gallo, listen, thanks so much uh, for, for that input and for that speculation. Bill uh, calls us now from Oregon. Is that right, Bill? How are you? Yes. Thank you, Lee, for taking my call. Uh, and I have a thought similar to uh, your previous caller. I think he will go. Trump will go into a um, media of sorts. Um, I don't know if he – with $4 billion in debt right now, I don't see him getting his own network. But the idea that uh, the news network that you mentioned earlier in your broadcast yeah. might be interested in having him on a weekly show, I think that's 100 percent well within the realm of uh, possible prob- probability. I think he'll not be pitching his own 2024 uh, campaign. I think he'll be continuing with his uh, – his version of republicanism, uh, he's, gonna, he's ruined the Republican Party uh, for honest Republicans like Mitt Romney and Senator, former Senator Lake of Arizona uh, and others who uh, have been, uh, you know, contrary to his, his version of yeah. Republican. Uh, but I think his daughter or his son-in-law, possibly one of his, his own sons, uh, might you know, what he pitches for 2024. Oh, but he's going to have a lot of legal problems with the Southern District of New York. Um, and so if he's not in jail, he'll probably be on the airways uh, in some way, uh, again, being involved, like you said. Or, or, or why not both? I think folks would turn into, tune into a, a program where it's both. Uh, Bill, listen, thank you so much for the call. Thanks for calling all the way from Oregon and listening from there. Uh, next and finally here during the segment, Ted from Centerville calls in. Ted, what do you say? Yeah, I think he's going to be a cage referee, a cage fighter referee. That makes sense. Go ahead. His attitude and tone (laughs) (laughs) just make (laughs) with his attitude and how he, you know, tweaks and all that. He's just an idiot. Although I voted for him. But but the the cage. Listen, uh, the the cage match referees. Uh, they're they're not idiots. They're they're smart folks. I've seen some of the commentaries. They're, They're smart folks. Does he have the smarts to be a referee? Well, he's smart <laughs> enough to be president, so yeah. Huh? <laughs> he pulled uh, that one off. <laughs> yeah. Uh, listen, there was uh, Lindsey Graham appeared on Brian Kilmeade's Fox News radio program the other day, and Lindsey Graham's advice then was: Should President Trump, uh, should he eventually concede, and Joe Biden is sworn in on uh, inauguration day, January twentieth, which I believe he will be. Uh, 
he he gives the advice that President Trump currently should run again in 2024. Do you, you see anything like that happening? We need we need better people in office, in my opinion. This is the best the U.S. has. That pisses me off. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> well, listen, man, I'm grateful to you for listening and calling in. Uh, and uh, an interesting thought. We'll, we'll have to keep our eye on uh, professional wrestling and see if uh, uh, President Trump makes an appearance there. Uh, thanks again. We're going to take a break right now. When we return, uh, we're talking about video games. I'll admit that my views on video games have changed dramatically over this past year. Now, I don't, I don't have a console in the home. But I don't look at you if you are a player of video games and picture you uh, alone eating Cheetos in your mother's basement. No, I think there might be some more value to it than that. I'll share my thoughts next on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind, only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com. Follow us on Apple Podcasts or anywhere else you listen.